0: Jackson State graces the cover of Sports Illustrated. Jaron Williams retires from football. And let's revisit Mikey Williams' top 10 list from freshman year. Oh, yeah. It's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. by bet online they have you covered this season with more odds props and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts it is feature friday and we're kicking off the episode with it we're not waiting until the last segment this time we're going to open up the episode talking about jackson state's cover on sports illustrated this is a big deal this is the first time that an hbcu has been on the cover of sports illustrated in nearly 30 years i think like 28 years since I'm talking about since Steve McNair at Alcorn State. Since, since McNair was balling at Alcorn State, that was 94, nearly 30 years. And it's a big deal now, just like it was a big deal then. When you're telling a HBCU player to say hand him the highest man, this is a big deal. But when you look at the culture that we're in right now, the time that we're in right now, Jackson State gracing the Sports Illustrated front page cover. Let's remember, it's not an article. It's not just an article, excuse me. It is the front page. Yes, this is this is a big deal. Let's talk about who's on there. You have Deion Sanders, Shador Sanders. I feel like these are no-brainers. Why these three players will be selected or two players and a coach will be selected, I think it's easy to see. We can take the generic route. You have the head coach. That's Deion Sanders. If we're doing a article and we're not talking about an article based on a trio of players, like it's not as if we're talking about a a specific position group, like a trio of Alabama wide receivers when it was uh, Judy and and Ruggs and, and I can't remember the other one, or the wide receivers out of Ohio State. And you're just looking at those three players. So you have those three on the cover. We're talking about the Jackson State team as a whole. So you're looking at the head coach, Deion Sanders. Of course, he's there. The proverbial leader in Dion in uh Shador Sanders as the quarterback. That just makes sense. You're gonna have the coach, you're gonna have the quarterback. If you're gonna have a third person, well, now we get into Travis Hunter. We gotta be a little bit more specific, even though he does play arguably the most premier position on the defensive side of the ball. You can put that between cornerback and edge rushing. I'll let you decide on that. But you're looking at Travis Hunter, the highest, the biggest recruit. Let me let's forget that the biggest recruit. I mean, let's forget In FCS history, not just Jackson State, not just SWAC, not just HBCU, FCS history, this is the biggest recruit in history. So it makes sense for to be on there. That's just, it's just qualification. He hasn't played a game yet, but he's Travis Hunter, the number one recruit in the country. That's why he's right here. Now, one thing that I absolutely love about the cover is the placement of it. And I don't simply mean the fact that it's a front page cover. We'll get into why that's important after we talk about this. But I'm talking about how the, the picture itself is set up. I love it. I look at Deion Sanders, who is easily the biggest star trio. It's not breaking news. It's not saying anything. I don't care that Travis Hunter is the, the number one recruit in the country. He's not a Hall of Famer deion sanders without saying it goes without saying but Deion sanders is easily the biggest celebrity the biggest name the biggest figure that is on this front page but the front of the front page see the the biggest star said or the the pictures whatever said Deion sanders is the biggest star but you know what we're going to put him in the back of the picture because this is about Jackson State. To me, the placement of Deion Sanders is important for Jackson State, it's important for HBCU football because it does not look like Deion Sanders and Jackson State. Deion Sanders is in the back. Still, Deion Sanders, clear that he's a part of the team. He's in the middle, so depending on how you look, he could still be a focal point. But in the forefront of the picture, you have Travis Hunter and Shador Sanders representing Jackson State and Jackson State alone. It sends a message that this is not Deion Sanders and, no, Deion Sanders is a part of Jackson State. The focus is Jackson State football. And I love it. I think whoever set up that shot or chose that shot to be the front page is important because there are pictures, I've seen pictures with Deion Sanders at the front, but the front page, which everybody's going to be able to easily see. You're in the bookstore. You're walking through. I almost said it. They ain't ain't paying me for that. So I ain't giving free promotion. Whatever bookstore that you choose, right? You're walking through there. You're looking at the magazines and you see Deion or you see Sports Illustrated. You're not just going to boom, see Deion Sanders. You have to look past these two gentlemen in uniform. To see Deion Sanders, I love it. I think that was a phenomenal choice when you're talking about the attention-grabbing, the first thing that you see, picture. That was the right choice to pick, the ones where the players are in the front so that you hammer home. This is about Jackson State. Deion Sanders just so happens to be a part of it. I absolutely love that. Now let's talk about why being a front page is important because you could have just had an article about the Jackson State football team and Deion Sanders helping um, really in promote I think I think the exact words might have been revitalized, but it was about driving and promoting HBCU athletics with the article that was attached. This is a big deal because not only is that person who's walking through the unnamed, not paying Darian Gray a check bookstore, not only are they doing that, they're looking at that. And at the time that we're in right now, it is everything that HBCU athletics, to me, are representing. There is no bigger um, There is no bigger sport for HBCUs, so that's why I say it represents it. Deion Sanders came and man, the visibility is crazy. Johnny Jones is a former LSU head coach. Isn't the same buzz from it. Mo Williams is a former NBA player, not the same buzz from it, not yet at least. I think that it will happen, but we're looking at HBCU football as opposed to every other sport. The spotlight and the visibility is there for them to make a statement and the statement that this makes to me is saying that, hey, Jackson State, this HBCU, they are on the forefront of everybody's mind. This is a big deal for Jackson State, and this is a big deal for HBCU football, because no longer can it be side of, you know, I mean, out of sight, out of mind does exist, let's be real. If I ain't seeing you, I might not be thinking about you, but this is Sports Illustrated. This is representative of the movement that we're a part of. I'm a part of it, you're a part of it, they are a part of it on the cover, It represents the fact that this movement has made it to where it's undeniable HBCU athletics are on the forefront of people's mind nationally. This is a success. This represents the success. And I can't wait to see more of it. I don't want to wait another 28 years to see an HBCU athlete, coach or team on the front of Sports Illustrated. That's what we're looking for. And going forward, we're going to be talking about Jaron Williams, who has decided to step down. And he said, I'm done playing football in a move that I wholeheartedly support. I absolutely love it. Man, my heart goes out to him, and I will tell you why coming up. But before I do that, let me tell you about Bet Online because we just saw game three. Game four is tonight. Who you got? I don't think that the Warriors can lose this game. This is a must-win game. That attitude they had in game two about feeling desperate that Steph talked about, it has to come back. But will they win it? Being a must win does not mean they'll win it. What do you think? Let me know on the com- in the comments and then also on Online by putting your money down on it because you can do that. In addition to the NBA playoffs, you can also bet on NFL futures. You can bet on the MLB. You can bet on all of this, even eSports. Favorite Vegas casino games. They have everything. They're so versatile. And that's why I love Bet Online because they are the fastest and easiest. What a wage on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And I would also like to tell you about Rock Auto because Rock Auto is a place where it should be a no brainer. We just talked about how the guys on the credit cover were a no brainer. This should be a no brainer rock auto is a lot of times 30 50 70 sometimes even 100 percent cheaper than those auto parts store that you got to walk into and first off i don't want to go to the store i don't i still don't want to go to the store so i'd rather pull out my laptop type up rockauto.com go to them and see oh okay i need a side mirror or oh i need this i don't have to get out of my bed they give me a multitude of options unlike some of these stores that say This is what we have. You better take it or leave it. No, Rock Auto gives me everything that I need and more. More than I can ask for at a cheaper rate. Oh yeah, sign me up. And when you do sign up, go to rockauto.com and tell them locked on in the how did you hear about us section. All right, so keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day, I appreciate that. And I want to make sure that you guys are checking out the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. It starts June 16th. With over 50 insiders, nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. The Locked On NBA Big Board Draft Experts plus Odyssey Insiders. The first pick is June 16th. Search the Ultimate NBA, Draft, excuse me, NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you do not miss a pick. And remember... We have to get our word of the day in, I love this word, it's evanescent. And it means basically something that vanishes quickly, like vapor. And I can tell you right now, from looking at the Sports Illustrated cover and listening to everything that goes around HBCU football right now, this is not an evanescent movement, not at all. This is a movement that is here to stay, so you guys can get ready for to hear me talk about it all the time going forward. I can't wait until the fall. But unfortunately, this is a player that we will not be seeing in the fall, but for the great reasons. And I'm glad that he did that. And Jaron Williams has decided to retire from the game of football, citing his mental health. Now, first off, let's all sit here and remember this is a young man. We need to get out of the way right now. We're going to talk about why, but let's remember that this is a young man who is making a decision that is an extremely difficult decision to make. It's not easy. So let's talk about that. I'll get into the football side, I promise you, because I understand that is part of this conversation, but that is not the important part of this conversation. His mental health, in the same way that he chose to put his mental health above his dreams of playing football, is the way that we should put this mental health before football when having this conversation. And I know how difficult this decision was. That's the thing. And he issued a statement I want to get into reading the highlights. I'm not going to read all of it, of course, because he posted on Instagram. But in case you did want to see his Instagram post, it's at Jaren, J-A-R-R-E-N-W, period, two. So so he talked about having to step down, and I'm happy that he did it because it's not easy. I'm going to read just a couple of sentences. So "I I used to feel trapped. In this game, because I couldn't imagine a life without football. I felt like if I didn't go to the NFL, I failed at life. That alone tells you how difficult this is. You're talking about a guy who has played football since the age of four. Since the age of four years old. For a lot of people, that's all he, that's all he know. That is all he knows his whole life is football. He felt like if he didn't achieve this dream of making it to the NFL, and doing it for something that was basically in your control. You decided, I don't want to say was in your control. But you decided to step down. You didn't have a fatal injury that didn't allow you to play anymore. People didn't tell you you weren't good enough. None of that. You made that decision on your own or with others, but likely on his own, as you read through this um, message, to step down. Man, that takes some kahunas. If we just going to drop, this is a tough decision, okay? Then also, let's talk about where it came from. What is the mental health issues? Because mental health is a wide spectrum. So let's get into what it is. He said, after my last concussion, I slipped into another depression and couldn't shake how I was feeling inside. Who's to say his last concussion is going to be his last concussion? That's the the situation that we're looking at, if we're being honest. who is to say that his last concussion that slipped him into another, another, this isn't the first time, another depression, who says that's going to be the last one? And who's going to say that a depression is all that comes from the next one? See, he stopped playing football because a concussion gave him or put him into a depression. Well, if he kept playing football, who's to say ain't another one coming? Yes, he took this step to say, I'm not going to play football anymore because he's not in a place to play football right now. But when he does to that place to feel like, oh, I can play again, who's to say this does not happen again? It's so common, taking hits to the head all the time, brain injuries and things of that nature, right? We've seen this. So I'm glad he put that first. That's that's not even just mental health. It's also your physical health as well. It reflects itself in depression, right? Which is the mental health side of things. But there's physical health that comes with getting hit in hitting the head all the time as well. And then last thing I want to highlight is he basically said he knew he couldn't be the leader or be a leader of the team in the way that he wanted to be. So for those who want to talk about football, there you go. He can't lead the team right now. So if you want to feel some sort of justification, I guess, because the reason I say this is a kid is because, or not even a kid, you got to understand this as a young man, because so often when people hear about Players leaving their school or transferring or whatever, it's like that allegiance that you had just flips all the way around and acts as if that person is the enemy, not you in particular, but there's a good amount of people. And if you do that in this situation, you should be ashamed of yourself. If you see anybody doing that in this situation, tell them to be ashamed of themselves. You're talking about a kid who basically just told you, whether you looked at it or not, you know it's about mental health. Some people ain't gonna read all of that. I'm just gonna, I understand. The the guy's depressed. That supersedes all of this football talk. All right? And I'm proud that he made that decision because I know it wasn't easy to walk away from the only thing that you've known for basically your whole life, to walk away from your dream. Something that at one point, if you didn't achieve, you felt like you failed. And now when it was in your hands, you decided to say, I'm going to step down because I understand what is best for me. I hope he doesn't feel like a failure. I hope that he doesn't. But I hope that he is all right. I hope everything is great because this is a bigger conversation than just football. Now also in that realm of football, I'll make it really quick. Quincy Casey is likely going to be your starting quarterback for Alabama A&M now. That is most likely what we're going to see because from our sources in Alabama or close to the Alabama A&M organization, I'm, I'm hearing Xavier Langford was not standing out. Casey is the one who it was him and Williams who were playing well and it Kind of like a two-man race. Now, of course, but it would seem as if it's Casey's job to lose. I'm not going to say he's running unopposed, but I would have thought Xavier Lankford would have done more, but he didn't. He just did not stand out, according to those that I hear, close to the school and whatnot. There goes your football side of it. I told you it was going to be short. You can expect Quincy Casey to be your starting quarterback. I hope that we are still monitoring, and I hope that Jaron Williams ends up dealing with this the way that he needs to and gets out of that place that he says he was in. So prayers up to him, well wishes, whatever you do, send blessings his way, of course. Now going forward, we're reading Mikey Williams' top 10 list from his freshman year. Remember, the key word is revisit. This is not a new list, but we are going to look at where the five HBCUs that were on that list stand currently today. But before we get into that, let me tell you about Bill Bar and man. I had a dream the other day. It was the crazy dream. So we all know Oprah, right? You get a, You get it. You get it. I had this crazy dream that I was Oprah and I was just giving away things. And why I came, you get a built bar. You get a, you get a, ch- uh, a chocolate chip. You get a, a blueberry. You get a puff. You get a granola. This was a dream. I said, I really rebuilt bars five days a week, three days a week now it's infiltrating my dreams but that's exactly what i want to do to you if i ever if i ever see you You get a built bar you get a built bar you get a built bar i'm trying to bless you because these things are absolutely delicious while also being healthy for you it's not often that you find something that mixes the two so effortlessly 17 grams of protein usually i'm talking four grams of sugar four net carbs this is a amazing combination and a multitude of flavors, multitude of textures. You got granola puffs and the regular. These are so delicious in every form that you can buy them in. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your offer. All right, it's wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU. I want to revisit Mikey Williams' top 10 list and see where those five HBCUs that were there nearly two years ago are today. It's important to remember we are revisiting. This is not a new list. Nothing new has happened. His parents said he is committed to going to college. That is the route they want to go, not the G League route, not the overseas route. They plan on sending their son to college. So that's that's just why we're talking about it. But I felt with that conversation coming up, it was important to review the list that he had. He had a top ten list, right? So let's look at this top ten list that he dropped after his freshman year. I thought that was crazy. I thought it was crazy to drop a top ten list after your freshman year. You still got three years left of eligibility, but he did it, and he's still relevant to this day. So I can't knock him. I cannot knock him. He's going into his senior year now, and let's look at those ten seat or those ten players, ten schools. Excuse me. North Carolina, Central Alabama State, Texas Southern, Hampton, Tennessee State, Kansas, San Diego State, USC, Memphis, and Arizona. Really spread out throughout the country, right? So you have, what's that, two, three West Coast schools. You got five HBCUs, so we know these are in the more Southern region of the, of the uh, U.S., and you got Kansas in the Midwest. Memphis, Memphis is in the South. So you're looking at schools that i mean it's really southern crazy for a california kid he's returning to his his um first high school he's been in north carolina for the last two years but he's returning back to the high school he was at his freshman year and that's where he'll complete his his um high school career now i do not expect this list to be the same i expect to get a list probably before basketball season i don't know if it'll be the summer he dropped this one in the summer last time but i expect to get another list and that's why we we, we ah, excuse me that is why we are revisiting the list that he had 2 years ago just to see you know some things are going to change some teams are going to be there i want to look at where they sit now in comparison to where they sat 2 years ago but then also his father had a couple of quotes before we get into where is the level of these five schools today in present day Here's what his dad had to say. He said it was Mikey's top 10 when he put it out. You have to understand that coaches change, COVID, and so many things have happened since then. You have this transfer portal, right? He may want to go to the school, but the transfer portal says says we have two guards better than you. The only part you really need to focus on that is basically it was his top 10 when he put it out, and so many things have happened since. That's the important part. And then here in this other quote, I'm just going to sum this one up rather than reading it all and then pointing it out to you, at the end of the day, he's still going to college. That's it. He said, he talks about how a top five or top 10 will look. So we might not even get 10, we might only get five. That seems more logical because he did 10 last time, but whatever. And he also has a Puma deal. Not gonna touch that. I don't know how that uh it works, but he once again mentioned the transfer portal in this too. So the transfer portal is important. Let's get into these five schools. I'm gonna start in the order I named them. You're looking at North Carolina Central. They still got Coach Lavelle. They still have a legendary coach. In addition to having a legendary coach, where did Mikey Williams go in the two years he wasn't in California? He was in North Carolina. So with them being in North Carolina, now he's kind of in central territory. That's not something that anybody else has. Nobody else had the benefit. Now, it could be a detraction. It could be a bad thing that he was so close. We'll see. That's something that could really move the needle either way. We don't know. Being so close to Central, I can only assume that he's probably had a lot of contact with Central. He's probably seen Coach Lavelle a lot. I can only assume that. Now it's it's really a situation where if North Carolina Central is still on this list the next time he makes one, this is a big deal. Maybe bigger than anybody else because of the closeness and proximity that everybody or that in proximity that these two schools or the school and the player were. Now going forward, we have Hampton. They're just stacked with a lot of guards. They are. And I'm talking about the current roster, unless you're looking at all conference type players, because I know the 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 recruit is going to say, I can go in, I can beat those guys out. Unless you have somebody who's truly entrenched in their position. I know that's going to be the attitude. So I really don't look at that too much, but that is also part of the equation. Now, one thing that they have going for them, more than anything else, that's his mama alma mater. You can't never discount family. You can't ever discount family because his mom, he's grew up around Hampton. I'm sure his mom probably didn't take him to his homecomings. Them making that top 10 list, listen, I'm going to leave it at that. That's family. He's probably grew up around Hampton culture, grew up hearing about Hampton. That will make a lot of sense then you have Alabama State and well actually I want to mention one thing with Hampton they're moving to the CAA they'll have a lot of weight on what happens this season that's the same with Alabama State because he went he went to list in Alabama State in his top 10 when Mo Williams had just got the job I don't know how much that played a part if you want something more than just Mo Williams if there was more than just that Then you got Tony Madlock, he's a great coach. We saw what he just did at South Carolina State. That makes a lot of sense. If we're not just talking about, hey, I wanna get coached by Mo Williams, and if that is the case, we might see Jackson State sneak onto this list. But if it's more than just, oh, Mo Williams, then you're looking at a situation where he is a player going into a young, who the backcourt of TJ Madlock and Mikey Williams. I could get down with that, I could. But you're you're going into a situation where you have a coach who you know can make quick turnarounds and can make quick changes. And that's what you would love to see. That's what I would love to see for my son, at least. And then we're going to go to Texas Southern. That's the tricky one to me. TSU is the tricky one to me because his father mentioned a transfer portal twice. So this is serious. He understands how the transfer portal can affect you. TSU is a heavy user of the transfer portal. None of the kids on there, none of the players on their basketball team this year started off at TSU, none of them. At least not, I don't think any of them on the roster and definitely not any that actually got playing time. So they're always going to be using the transfer portal. One school who I could see saying, oh yeah, we got here X, Y, and Z. But we got this guy right here. It's TSU. Now it's a Tennessee State and Tennessee State has the same coach. They have a lot of rollover, so they have a lot of consistency on their side, so we can appreciate that. I don't think that the Hersey Miller situation is going to hurt them. I think that, honestly, I think that P voiced concerns about things that were pretty apparent before he got there, and Mikey Williams should understand the financial struggles that a lot of HBCUs have, so I don't think that's really going to hurt them, and they do bring in consistency. If I had to Bet on any two, I would say Texas Southern and I would say North Carolina Central because North Carolina Central, they have that closeness and proximity that no other school on this list, not just any HBCU, but no other school is in North Carolina. So they're going to have that closeness that nobody else had. That could be a deal breaker or a deal maker. Either way, we'll see. Like I said, if they make it into that top five, that top 10, this is big news and they should really feel confident about the chance that they have. Then Texas Southern, that transfer portal is scary, but they've had a lot of success. So you're looking at a team that was just in the NCAA tournament, not something that these other two schools can say. So that's what you're looking at with them. You know, actually, I'm going to throw a third one in there, Hampton, because I will never discount family. I won't. His mom went there. I will always say, hey, Hampton has a shot no matter what. Now, whenever the list comes out, Hopefully I'm right about some of them. Hopefully all five of these guys or all five of these teams are still there. But if these three are here, I'm going to feel confident and I can pat myself on the back, but make sure you make it locked on HBCU, your first listen of the day every day so that you can know whenever his list does drop. Now, make sure that next week you're coming back. We're going to be back on Monday. Hopefully we're talking about North Carolina A&T being your 2022 outdoors track and field champions. Fingers crossed. Now for your second listen of the day, make sure you're checking out Locked on NBA Big Board, Raphael Barlow and the gang. They will have you prepared with everything NBA Mock Draft, uh, the NBA Draft Cycle, and then of course, Big Boards. You can listen to them in preparation for the ultimate NBA Mock Draft show. It all goes together. Now in the meantime, in between time, if you're looking for me, you can catch me on Twitter at South Exclusives until the next time that we hear each other, family. Take care, stay blessed. Peace.